welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is, you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. season 14 queens were transported to the 60s as they took on a new twist to the girl group challenge so which trio reigned supreme it's time to find out as we talk all things drag race season 14 and joining me in the time machine to the 60s is the vintage starlet plasma la rose hello 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 thank you for having me back i'm i'm so excited to have you back um i i hear you um uh we're on set for something mysterious today I I was and I'm not allowed to talk about it, but I can say that um, I'm not sure what did you win I the maxi challenge. Well, I well, I can't say. <laughs> God, no, it, no. The moment that I ever hear back from Miss Paul, I will certainly go lock myself in a bunker somewhere so I won't be able to talk about it to anyone. Um, no, but I can't say what I was working on today. But you can catch me in the. Background, background, background of season four of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel that is now streaming on Amazon Ooh. Prime. I have, I have not watched quite yet. I do enjoy that show very much. Um, we love comedy. We love uh, that cast. Very, very, very fun show. Just too much TV right now. That is true. I feel like everything that shot during COVID is now, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, we we all finally have our our fix back, and it's just like really oversaturated. I just so. I just finished uh, inventing Anna, which I loved. That was very, very good. Very fun. <laughs> I refuse to start. I can't, I can't get past the accent. I'm sorry. When she's like, you look Paul. I'm like, this sounds like a bad high school production of Les Mis. But have you heard uh-uh. the original girl? Do you, have you heard Anna Sorkin? No, I haven't. And you know what? She's, I think she would like irritate that. me just as much. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, she, she, she would. But no, she, uh, Julia Garner is an incredible actress. Um, she nailed the accent. Like if you heard the other girl talk, it's spot on. Um, well, good for her. Yeah. Well, we're we're here not to talk about the rumors of the season forecast of UK. Um, we're here to talk about Drag Race season fourteen, episode eight, the Girl Group Challenge. Um, I know when we we were talking about doing this episode, you're like, uh, girl groups, and then I said, no, 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 it's it's sixties themed, and I was like, it's perfect for you. Yeah, it's um. It was, it, yeah, I enjoyed the episode. I really enjoy the concept of the 60s girl groups. It appears to me as though no one in this cast has ever seen the Supremes. No one in this cast has ever seen the Ronettes. Well, uh, with, with a few exceptions, but like, it just feels like, I don't know. It felt very half-baked to me. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah, I should say. No, I, I think the thing that we have to remember is as 
we get older and when when i say we i say me because you are about the the target age of the cast um as as the cast gets younger um the references seem to disappear you are someone who takes um pleasure in knowing the history and and the vintage world some of these queens like my beautiful pocket twink georges probably never knew anything that happened before the year 2000 literally like when some of these girls think that they're referencing like vintage or fashion history when they do you know the j-lo runway or like a britney challenge and i'm like y'all hoes better grow the fuck up because this is not how we do this so I, I I worry that um, Paul, as a bag of chips called him last week, Paul um, uh, just, just doesn't realize that the cast is getting younger. So the references that RuPaul enjoys, they're not there anymore. So the 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 adoration for the things RuPaul wants to do, they're 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 slowly leaving. So unless they really give them a cheat sheet, you're not going to get what you want. Yeah. Well, it's just like, has no one seen Hairspray? Like, please. They clearly did because they were singing it. Well, some of them, some of them have. And I would, we'll get into all of this, but I have, I have notes. I have notes, dear. I have notes. Now, overall, season 14, are you enjoying it? Yes, I very much am. Um, And I'm enjoying it for a lot of new reasons this time around. And I think it's because as a, as a person that is very, very, um, I like to say that I, or I would like to think that I'm forward thinking and that I, I am looking forward to a career in something in this world. It is interesting to watch it now after having lived in New York for a little bit and done drag for a little bit in the city, watching it through a lens of, okay, so what would, what would Plasma take for this challenge? And what would right. Plasma try to move forward with in this challenge? And what would that look like? And so I'm, I, it is very, very revelatory and very, very exciting uh, and a little bit anxiety inducing to watch some of these episodes. But overall, yes, I am enjoying the hell out of this season. I have some favorites. Um, I, I mean, I really don't have any like true across the board boots. Um, I do. There's one for me and we'll get we'll get to her. Okay, There's great. one that I'm just wait. like, I've never been so bored by a drag queen on Drag Race. Oh, we'll get to her. We'll get to her. Well, it is a non-elimination and Lady Camden is walking with a spring in her step. Don't stop her now. She is having such a good time. Oh, and we, oh my God. The, The fear in my heart when I saw her trip and fall and the wig came off, just like, I was pissing and shitting and farting. And that is just absolutely, it, it, it was so offensively brilliant. And so, cruelly manipulative she is the reason that gays don't deserve rights because she manipulates us <laughs> in this sort of way it yep. just uh, yeah all my props to lady camden for last week um that's all i'm gonna say the girls congratulate her on the great lip sync as well as daya being out of the safe zone she's now going to fight even harder meanwhile in confessional jasmine tells us that she is pissed that she's not in the top two she believes that cam deserved to be there but not daya girl you delusional. So, so let's get into it. Yeah, because I, this is a controversial yet brave opinion. I am definitely a fan of diabetes. That's fine. And, and you, and you can be. 
Th- well, thank you we for that not, nonpartisan opinion, we have, Michael. We have not had a true villain in a long time. So I appreciate someone actually being a fan of a villain because villains are real. They are real people too. And they make yeah. great television. Well, and also I think that, you know, I'm also watching in a very critical eye for like the edit. And mm-hmm. I feel like this is partly like Daya responding to the stimuli of reality TV oh, and part editing and part getting frustrated genuinely and legitimately because they're trying and trying and trying and then not seeing any, um, mm-hmm. you know, fruition. But also, you know, like almost half of these girls have already gone home. So like, you know, some gratitude would go a long way, Miss Betty, anyway. Jasmine thinks it's insane to hear RuPaul say that they are all good and the season is no joke. Well, speaking of jokes, Willow says, watch there be one challenge that they all bomb. Well, I think the producers may have been listening to that statement if the rumors are true, dot, dot, dot. Oh, escándalo. Listen, listen. If anything happens later on the season, blame Willow Pill. And I will. I love her. But, like, I, w- I would live for some drama. I would live for some some non-Willy Wonka-themed dramatic yeah. plot seasoning thickening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, we have not had a uh, Oompa Loompa yet this season. What do you mean where, by where, Oompa Where are they? Oh, I don't know. You know that season where they brought Bianca Del Rio back for like one day, for like 10 seconds uh-huh. on set? Maybe they'll yeah. do that again and call her the Oompa Loompa. I mean, they're, 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 we, you could bring Ella Day back. She did dress as an Oompa Loompa. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. That was the oh, thing that happened. Yeah, that had happened. Oh, um, my God. Jasmine is asked by Deja how she's feeling. She says she's genuinely happy, but all tea. She wishes she was in the top. And Georges thinks Jasmine was going to be in the top, too. And the two of them, they are very sweet young children. Yeah. Um, so, so I am very much team Jasmine. Go New York. I'm living for New York. Um, out of the crop, I, I was from last week. I mean, I was living for Jasmine's like, as they were calling it, like so horrible. It turns into camp somewhere. Mm -hmm. Anna Winter is still crying. And it, it it was, (laughs) it was giving me like, I didn't get really graduation from this other than the, the hat and the acting was great, but it wasn't very like. I don't know. Here's what I'm going to say. I'm I'm, going to be the controversial one here You know how, like, sometimes there's, like, a random queen who has, like, a random group of friends. I'm like, oh, my God, you're so talented. You're so good. You're amazing. You should be on the top. But the reality from everybody else in the room who are not the close friends is you're mediocre. But that friend group is so tight. They're like, you can do no wrong. And anyone who disagrees with you is an asshole. That's how I feel. If you're calling me and my friends out, (laughs) you can just say it. No, no. And that's that's kind of how I feel about Georges and Jasmine. I love them both. They're great. But sometimes they're really not actually understanding the big picture around them. Yeah, sure. Jasmine was fine, but everyone else was better. Yeah. 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 And also, like, I'm sorry. Lady Camden gave us no room to breathe. She was going to win yeah. the challenge from, right. from the moment she started, from the moment of... Listen, like, if we all had a friend Maxine, we'd be doing that. But do we do you even know a Maxine besides Maxine Waters? Um because if you did that to Maxine Waters, she might die. Well, yeah. And so therefore, no. 
Yeah. So writers of Drag Race, next time you're going to be, give us a big line like that, make it a, a, line, a name we can actually scream to people. Please, or, you know, at least something, I don't know, either something just like Maxine, you know, like Geraldine, Cheryl, um, Barbarella, you know, something yeah. equally as, as horrifyingly specific, or like, Beth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That sounded, <laughs> that went. Karen! Karen! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Well, Jasmine does admit that had she been in the top, she doesn't think she would have been able to do the lip sync after what happened in Untucked. Deja is proud of Jasmine as it was hard. Jasmine says it's a weight lifted off of her chest, but she is nervous about her dad. I'm sure RuPaul will cut to dad in the uh, finale and video. I'm sure. If we were still in the age of like winning (laughs) phone calls home, I'm sure it would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jasmine is glad the girls are above and beyond supportive and they are reminding her that she is there to be herself. Carrie says watching Jasmine become who she is touches her heart. Everyone has their opinion on Jasmine, but drag is about bonding with your family. And drag race is about bonding with the Emmy Awards. Literally, (laughs) drag race is about nothing you say matters unless that camera is rolling. That's what drag race is about. Like other seasons, it was it was harder for me to understand should an Emmy Award be given out. This season, I see it. I get where we're going. Um, future Drag Race cast members who want to be on the show, give us a sob story. Make sure RuPaul can milk you for everything you're worth. Oh, I mean, or, you know, just be Bosco. Look directly into the camera on your confessional and just go, give us another Emmy, please. Yeah, literally. Yeah. All right. The stars of Daytona Wind have arrived as the competition is heating up. It's a new day. If Willow is feeling the competitive edge, then things must be getting juicy. Bosco has a lot of friends, but not a single $100,000. She'll catch up with them after the show. She wants that money. It's a really quick table talk before Rue walks in to let them know that drag is a sisterhood and how they rely on each other to keep our feet on the ground. But for this week's mini challenge... In the grand tradition of the legendary documentary Paris is Burning, the library is about to be open because reading is what? Fundamental. All right. Yes. Have you seen Paris is Burning? I'm sure you have. I have seen most of it. And I know that it's <gasps> shameful. I know, okay. I know, I know, I know. Cancel me, burn me, please. I'm a witch. But like, I haven't seen all of it in its entirety for some reason. And I really have no excuse. Please, is cancel it still me. on Netflix? I'm sure it's on YouTube. Hold on, hold on, probably. hold on. It's pro- it probably is on Netflix. See, I have no excuse. That's where I watched it. Was on Netflix. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to go through the reads, and I'm going to go on a limb and say I enjoyed this one. This was good. Oh yeah, it was. We had an excellent crop this this time yes, around. We did. All right, Carrie Ann and Jeria. Now you say I can't take your shape, bitch. What shape is that? Wendy Williams got a pee. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. Carry on, Jasmine, Miss Mouth Almighty. You know, I am so glad that on this whole journey, you have found your silence. That was good. That was good. She she had me at Miss Mouth Almighty. I was there. Angeria Andaya. Congratulations, my dear. You are America's next crystal method. (laughs) Perfect. Angeria. Yeah, Angeria on Lady Camel Toe. Ha ha! Next time you want to do masculine on the runway, leave the mustache at home. Your jawline is enough. Love. 
Shading. Yeah, classic. Camden on Little Miss Georges. The tiniest little waste of time. Now, bitch, I lost my goddamn mind. I was yeah. screaming, howling, just throwing my shoe at the TV. It was great. Yeah. And this next one, Camden on Carrie. The face of a superstar for podcasting. Ah! I mean, look, now I mean, listen, here we are. Listen, listen. If <laughs> Carrie Colby has got the face for podcasting, what does that mean for me? I thought I had the face for radio, so I'm screwed. <laughs> hey, listen. Radio doesn't play on the subway. You can download a podcast. You know, take, true, take some pride. True. You know, we've we've still got some lasting. We've got some impact it's here. <laughs> well, Camden gets another one on Willow. I'm a lady, but you're a dame. A dame, little dame. Little hunchback of Notre Dame. Okay, cute, cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and now I kind of want to hear um, Willow sing. Uh, what was it? Out There? Is that the song from that little Yes, little, little but, me as well. <laughs> Deja on Carrie. What can I say that RuPaul already hasn't, to, hasn't said to you? Congratulations. You're the winner of this week's Maxi Challenge. That yeah, yeah, good. yeah. I mean, it's fine. Yeah. Deja on Miss Angeria Van Winkle Boyer Chapman. Bitch, your name is longer than a CVS receipt, ho. Okay, that was funny, but why are we giving more airtime to Jeffrey Boyer Chapman? I don't know, and I don't know. And Third time this year, I think. Just, yeah. Next up, Georges on Bosco. In drag, you're really this gorgeous, beautiful, burlesque woman. Out of drag, you're giving me greaseball. Um, I, I, yeah, we've got the receipts. We've got the CVS yeah. receipt on that one. That's an observation. Yeah. Georges on Jasmine. Why do you look so old? But you look, you are so young. You are the definition of white do crack. Funny. Mm-hmm. Really funny. Jasmine on Carrie. You are beautiful, just like your mother. Too bad she didn't pass down those dancing skills and must have skipped a generation. That was a little mean. Yeah, it was. We got to Jasmine, and, and it started going to the the girls going like, "Oh, yeah." Oh. Jasmine yeah. on Daya. I'm surprised you're not a Gemini because the whole two face act you've got going on could have fooled me. I mean, yeah, we're we're getting Ooh. into it, it's when Jasmine says "alti," you know, it, she she really means it. She knows how to brew. Yep, she is vengeful. Yes, Willow on Deja. You know, you're always telling bad dad jokes in the workroom. Though you may not be a comedy queen, your face certainly you have you certainly have the face for it. Great. Love. True. Willow on Georges. Serena Chacha. Georges, <laughs> we know you're skinny and you need to eat, but unfortunately, Orion's ass is not on the food pyramid. Okay, I didn't necessarily get this one. Is there backstage tea on this? Apparently, well, yes, because in Orion's Untucked, um, Georgia said that, uh, wrote in her note that she had a crush on him. Oh, dear God. See, I didn't start watching Untucked until a couple episodes ago. But like, well, that's fair. It doesn't matter. Orion's out of the picture because if you haven't seen, Georges has two daddies and I'm still very offended, but we'll get to that later. We'll oh, get to something else later. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's in the throuple. She's literally in the throuple. I mean, live your life, sis. But, uh, um, yeah, okay, yep. Yeah. Woo! Daya put on her second face. Daya on Jasmine, you were in the bottom for the uh, glamorous on runway. Was your inspiration behind your outfit COVID-19? Because it was tired and had lack of taste. I mean, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Daya on Deja, you're like really good pair of socks. Soft, supportive, full of cum. Um, 
I, I, uh, see, this is why I'm on Diabetes team. This is why yeah. I still root for her. <laughs> yeah. Now we go to Bosco. Bosco on Jasmine. You are one brain dead slut. You put the bottom in lobotomy. I yeah. mean, listen, she, she listens to science. She subscribes to the New York Times podcast. She has the facts. She is an icon and she is the moment. Next. I think Bosco did out Jasmine as actually being a brain dead slut because I don't think Jasmine got the joke. I don't think she knows what lobotomy is. She, yeah, she's, oh, <laughs> now that's funny. That You bitch, that is funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Now, Jasmine, Bosco if you're listening on... to this, I love you, but that was really too. funny. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Bosco on Lady Camden. I've learned so much from Lady Camden. Did you know in British fag means cigarettes? So could someone send a cigarette home? Love. Cute. Very cute. Yeah. Very niche. Perfect. Now, how often do you think people are now going to start calling each other cigarettes? Oh, in this rotted, horrible, awful gay community? Immediately. No, I think we're going to bypass cigarettes and everyone's like for a week, they're going to be like, ah, you look like a cigarette. Seriously, let this faggot move. Like, it's not going to last very long. <laughs> and we're all just going to stay just as rotted as we always have been. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, it'll be fun. Boss, Bosco and Carrie, your face is so frozen that it just asked me, do you want to build a snowman? I like, ah! I like that one. So good! Oh. <sighs> And finally, she says, I was walking around backstage and actually found RuPaul's will. You have some very weird criteria in there. She wanted to be buried on the catwalk and she wanted all of you to be her pallbearers. That way you can let her down on the runway one last time. When I say finesse, when I say preparation, when I say the bitch came, she saw, she took the opportunity and quite frankly, she conquered. I just, I, I don't know. I couldn't tell you the last reading challenge where someone got four read yeah it's true just like yeah it was a landslide i'm obsessed yeah this is by far one of the best reading challenges in a very 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 long time we're blessed and we're gonna go to untucked where they had even more reads to share yeah that's how good this was so yeah Remember when uh, 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 Logo used to release like other uh, uh, untucked or other um, reads that didn't make the edit? Let's go back to that. Or have we been to the age where they've been just so bad you don't want to release them? I mean, some of these were, they were fine. So maybe we just got a lot of like, girl, you're so busted. You look like a, a pinata after a kid wax that, you know, something so dumb. Maybe we were just rotted off, yeah. off camera this year. Well, the winner is Bosco, but Rue will tell Lady Camden that she is a very shady bitch, too. Mm. Bosco wins $2,500 courtesy of Sweet Tarts. And the rest of the queens also get Sweet Tarts, too, because why? One, um, sponsorship. And why be one thing when you can be both? She said, okay, we're going to, you know what, Daya? I agree with you. You can have two faces. You can be sweet (laughs) and tart. Yes. Now, Plasma, you are so sweet, but I hear you can be sour too. Oh, fuck yes. Please. Are you ready to read one of the listeners who asked to be read? Yes, I very much am. This is your chance to be read by the super hunk Himbo LaRose. Mm. You ready to read Himbo? Uh, yeah, the thing is, I haven't finished reading his um, doctor's report from his STD screening, so I'm going to have to get back to you and like, read a little <laughs> bit slowly. Um, I actually talked to Himbo today and he was like, please don't go too 
too um, aggressively on me. And I was like, I, I just have to ask a very simple question as a response. When have I ever done something calmly, subtly, or I don't know, with any sort of taste? Mm-hmm. I d- yeah. So Himbo LaRose, for those, for those listening who are not familiar, on my Instagram, my Valentine's Day shoot featured a recreation of Marilyn Monroe's iconic pink elephant ride through Madison Square Garden. And Himbo LaRose plays the elephant that we tried to do in like a sexy fetish play version. Um, and no, his dick out is his dick is not out on Instagram. Sorry. Um, but you know, for a small payment of $19.99, you could see it out in person. So I don't really have anything more to say about that. Woo! There it is. <laughs> um, well, next time you're on the podcast, we'll have to bring Himbo back on and and recap, and maybe Himbo will give you a read. Oh God! Well, if his ass doesn't swallow up the microphone before he starts. <laughs> okay. Well, for this week's Maxi Challenge, the Drag Race time machine is being set to 1964 when girl groups dominated the charts. They are going to break into three groups performing a retro hit. We have Bad Boy Baby by the Shang Rulas, He's My Baby by the Runettes, and Baby is Love by the Rupremes. Now, which group would you have selected? Oh, I definitely think I would have gone with... Oh, actually... Oh, I don't know. I, I want to say that I would have been able to do any of them because I feel like I'm a strong enough singer that I could have adapted. Um, honestly, in terms of costumes alone, I would have wanted to go with the Rupremes. Of course. Because I love the pastel pink. I love the, you know, I love the, uh, I just love that. It's very feminine, very girlish. Um, I think you can also have a lot of dirty fun when things sound nice. So Mm -hmm. I think that you could, I think that these girls could have had more, you know, the judges already said it, but like people could have gone farther slipping in uh-huh. fun things and not getting lost in like the gospel, you know, like the way that, you know, I mean, just hopefully now I'm, we're going to get to, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into each performance, but I'm, I, I think what you're alluding to is exactly how I feel. One group got it right. Yep. Very much. And that's it. All right. Well, they are going to write their own verse and create their own choreography. Oh, and they will form their own groups. Let the hunger games begin. They, I, they can use items provided by snack tights and hair from wigs and grace. Start your okay. engines, dream girls. Can I just say something? Yeah, you can. I am. I'm a fan of wigs and grace. Yes. I've ordered from wigs and grace before. Mm-hmm. Girl, what the fuck are some of these wigs? I think perhaps maybe wigs and grace is a little busy with we're here. You know, that's true. And everything that they do on we're here is impeccable. And yes, I just, I was looking at poor Carrie Colby and Lady Camden in their in their um in their units. Yes. And um I just I just have some questions. I have some concerns. I'm wondering where where um where costumes and props was on the set of RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm just correct. Yeah. This anyway. is where this is where they might lose an Emmy Award. <laughs> <laughs> They're certainly not gonna win costuming this year. No. That's hysterical. <laughs> Well, while they're eating sweethearts, the girls are going to listen to all three tracks and see who they gravitate toward. Willow shares that not only do you want to get the right song, but you want to work with the right people. And it's it's going to get a little messy. So basically, they all want Bad Boy Baby. And Diane and Bosco are like, y'all back off. Whether this was staged or not, there is no picking order. It is fighting. It is claiming. There is talking over each other. 
And then you have Camden, who's like very sweet and says, should we go one by one? And Daya's like, start with me! Yes. <laughs> yes, that did happen. I will say like, you know, if it were week, whatever. What week are we on? Week eight, I think. If I had spent eight weeks in Los Angeles filming a show and I felt like I hadn't been given the proper credit that I was due, and if I felt like I needed to really, really, really win, then I would, I would fight. I would like to say that I would fight that aggressively for what I yeah. want as well. But again, I'll say this. I feel like I'm a strong enough singer that I could have chosen any of these groups and been fine, personally. Um, I think Daya definitely doesn't really belong in any of the other groups in terms of aesthetic. Correct. Correct. And I think that, yeah, I think that, I think that the groups ended up where they should have been. I agree. So we're going to have Daya initially say she wants bad boy. Deja wants bad boy. Carrie wants the Reprimes. Georges wants the Reprimes. Bosco wants bad boy. Angeria wants the Reprimes. Willow wants bad boy. And she's been real quiet and taking a back seat. And now her claws are out. Camden wants the Reprimes. Jasmine is like, am I the only one who wants the Runettes? Yeah, bitch. Use your ears. Literally everyone was like, yes. <laughs> That's correct. Georges is going to agree to work with Jasmine on the Runettes. And now we need to weed out one of the bad boys. Daya is sticking in, sticking it in. Bosco is digging her claws in. And ultimately, it's going to be Deja who is going to say she'll be a team player and do the runettes. If she goes home, she'll fuck them all up. Now, Daya, who is really getting the villain edit here, tells us that she doesn't hope Deja's group works well together. Lately just says it. Yeah. And on at this point, I feel like Daya knows what kind of edit she's going to get. And I think that she's playing into that a little bit because as much as Bosco is trying, Bosco is not going to get a villain edit because she's so hilarious. Right. And like, yeah, I just, I mean, she says that she hopes that the other groups don't work well together, but then again, like she is claws out going for a win. So Mm -hmm. I understand that, like, you know, but also, yeah, it's a little bit like, come on, girl, just play a little bit nice. Bosco wants to approach her group as a group win, so they will write their lyrics together. Daya says they all were very strongly wanting to be in this group. Willow says that they think that they were all a bitch, and Daya just doesn't care if she was a bitch. They start deciding as a group where they met this boy they are going to be singing about. Is it the drive-thru? Is it the Shake Shack? Is it the bathroom? That That's the Plasma La Rose and Himbo La Rose tell-all, but that's for another day. Um, it was no, definitely Daya, the bathroom. <laughs> Daya's like, wait, What's that thing when people go on walks in the woods? Walking? LOL, Bosco, that's funny. <laughs> this, walking. Shit, this shit, she fully was like, girl, huh? Like, what? we're not, uh-uh. And, and then she's like, no, 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 the gay thing. And Willow's like, hiking? I'm like, listen, okay, I know you've been in LA for a little bit and you know everyone goes hiking uh, by the Hollywood side. That's not a gay thing. They yeah, finally no. realize, oh, wait, cruising. Which is like, so first of all, George Michael is rolling over in his grave. Second of all, if you don't get that reference, you're obviously straight. And thirdly, this is just like so funny. And it's the moment, it's like the first moment I've seen Daya like cool off and be dumb. Like she was fully like, what's that thing called? Where like gay people go like walking through the woods and everyone's like going for a walk. Like, what are you trying to say? I hope she takes a trip when she's in New York to the Rambles. Oh, yeah. I hope she And she'll know what cruising is. Hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, otherwise, I mean, she might be cruising for a bruising. 
Oh, okay. That was foul. Anyway. <laughs> Let's start to check in with the runettes. Uh, Deja reminds them that this was not her first choice, and she's putting her robe on like she is a 40-year-old dad. Um, Quite literally. For those who don't use subtitles, they decided to shade Jasmine and let everyone know that she is indeed singing off-key. Literally says off-key as and the lyrics. Yep. Yes. N- not good. Um, she not believes good. there will be auto-tune. And there will be. Don't worry. There'll be just a, yeah. slight, a little bit. Yeah, but, but still like... <laughs> the thing is, you don't do auto-tune in the 60s. That, and also like, go piss, girl. Any sort of weakness they are going to exploit in the subtitles oh, for sure. Like, they're going to make sure everyone in the world knows how bad you are at something. Now, if we wanted to get the full-on villain edit from Daya, we would have heard Daya's impersonation of Jasmine. No, no. We got Bosco's impression of Jasmine singing. Hilarious. So goddamn funny and stupid. And also just like... (laughs) Like, again, all my love to Queen Jasmine Kennedy, whom I adore. I cackled i screamed again pissing shitting farting because i'm gay like that shit was mm-hmm. so oh my god just and also as a singer it it reminds me of when rose i forget who she was talking about but when she goes you know how to dance like in her confessional yeah and i still talk about that with all of my friends like every yeah. time we see a like someone on drag race or in the club or something that like tries to do something so so full out that we just know that they can't bless their yeah. heart as we would say in texas it's just it's fully the you know how to dance it's ugh, so good thank you bosco thank you for the moment so the P- supremes are rue's favorite group as we all should know it's pressure but there's also a chance to excel angeria performs with diana ross a lot in her acts she's a fan carrie wants to go to church with her singing it's making or break a moment for her and she is expecting a grammy i I wonder if Carrie knows how much cocaine these people were doing in the 60s. Surely she does not. Like, maybe that's just me being spoiled with fashion history knowledge. Or not even fashion history knowledge, just like music history knowledge. But like, these bitches were not going to church and praying and doing gospel. They were on the Judy Garland show doing eight lines each before they ran on stage, did a little tap dance, and ran off. And they were high as shit. Anyway. God bless it. It's time for a recording session with the legendary Michelle Visage and some guy named David Steinberg. He's not Leland and I want to do over. Where's Leland? Bring him back. Literally, where are we at? Bring him back. I love him. Michelle reminds Camden, Carrie, and Angeria that the Supremes were one of the most successful singing groups that happened to be women of color who were on TV in primetime. And that was a big deal. I kind of love that Michelle's giving the history lessons to them but really it's giving history lessons to the viewers. Yes. I also love how it's a white woman. No, she is a girl group aficionado because she was in a girl group. She's allowed to speak about them. Okay, That's a, yes. A but she joke. also, she, well, thank you. She, she also was like, you know, giving Angeria notes about how to sing with Diana Ross. And I was like, oh, please, Michelle. Like, all tea. You are not the person who should be giving the lesson. Please. Correct. Spare us. Angeria reminds us that Michelle was, in fact, in a singing group, so she's nervous. 
She starts off, and I have to say that it was a bit bland, so Michelle works with her so she can learn the secret of Diana Ross. When your mouth is at rest, it's wide open, and you can see teeth. Angeria tries to open and open big, and she does it again, and she does great. Lady Camden thinks she can easily win it. Carrie is up, and she says the song is about expressing what her baby offers, and that's why he's her baby. And that's why he's also imaginary to me, too. First of all, same. I'd like to join the party. Can we have one more seat at that table? And second of all, my favorite thing in the world is when someone who cannot sing tries to do an opt-up. Yeah. Like, it... it, (laughs) It's just, like so rich in so many ways like the only thing that could have been better was if jasmine had tried the same thing oh yeah um i i I feel like if michelle says okay we're changing the song to define gravity go carrie would be like okay let's do it i can do it i'm gonna do it better and you're like oh yeah yeah and then like the people who can sing would fully they'd give a modest mixed belt Mm -hmm. they would give us jessica bosk while carrie would be over there giving us adina mandel the oscars Anyway, Uh, Carrie is pitchy and it was off. She has a nice voice, but she hasn't really learned how to sing. Um, And maybe that's the thing. If you friends who want to go on drag race in the future, you don't know how to sing. Go take a lesson or two. Learn how to properly use the instrument. Yeah. Or just like go sing along to some of your favorite artists who aren't, you know, Mariah and Ariana Grande, who only like sing in the absolute stratosphere. Go sing some Adele, please. Michelle tries to tell her to go simpler, and Carrie's like, wait, no church? She is asked to give more character, but she doesn't know if she's giving them what they want. Now we got the Shangri-Las. They're channeling peppy 60s energy and talking about something a little bit bizarre. Bosco is up, and we hear, can my sister come? She likes to watch. We get the uh uh-oh sound effect, but then leads to Michelle calling her a dirty little vixen. She finds it funny. It Yes, it is so good. It is so good. All the references to, I just, I, yep. Yep, that's it. Yes. Daya is next, and it's been a little while since we've lubricated her pipes. Her lyrics include, he looks like our uncle, but we can't say no. What is this song they're singing? And as Michelle says, what is wrong with them? It's fully giving, I'm just a girl who can't say no from Oklahoma, and I couldn't be prouder. Oh, yeah. It's Runette's time, and Michelle gives them a pop quiz on what they know about the Ronettes. Jasmine says they are a sister and cousin trio who love their lower cat eye, and Michelle is like, you focus on the makeup. Good God, girl. See, (laughs) it's like, although the makeup is important. Sure. If you're not a singer, and you know that you're good at makeup, what should you focus on first in a challenge that doesn't feature your strength? Hmm, maybe the part that you need the most help on. And I just, it is, again, I adore Jasmine. She's the sweetest girl I've ever met. Girl. Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Yeah, let's, 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 let's get it together before you want to read. Michelle shares that they were produced by Phil Spector in the Wall of Sound, so there will be a big back and behind them. So she's going to ask, are any of them singers? They all say no. Deja doesn't know what she will sound like, but she actually thinks it may not be terrible. She's timid, and Michelle tells her to be crisper. She goes without the backing, and she does a cute job. It's fine. It's passable, serviceable. George just looks so cute, so much so that I shared the photo of her singing on my Instagram story, and she shared it and said, aw, thanks, boo, with a heart. So now 
move over those two daddies. Georges and I are engaged. You may all buy us gifts. Okay. <laughs> you, uh, delusion. Convince yourself. <laughs> Fully. No, now I'm going to say this. I, I, I've been, my, my, my posts have been shared by Rue Girls before. Never have I had as much traffic to my Instagram story than when this happened. I had at least a hundred plus more views of my story after uh, George has shared my post. I mean, yeah, that's amazing. Also, it's and either just- because um, I'm amazing and everyone wants to know about me and my podcast, clearly, or and this is a real life thing. Um, a, a lot of Latin men think I am attractive, and that's clearly what happened there. Oh, what a horrible curse! I know it's so terrible, but none of them slid into my DMs. So that's all on you. I'm still waiting for my little pocket twink, George. Hold on. Let me call Himbo. (laughs) Yeah, Himbo. Um, No, George is so cute. She's so adorable. George is um, not my type, but I definitely see the attract. I see the appeal. I mean, most listeners know my type, but at this point, usually I go for. uh, emotionally unattached um, blonde twinks. Um, that's my problem. So it's, it's, it's the actual problem here. Um, I'm still waiting for Scarlet Harlot to notice me. Oh, Michael. Michael. It, it'll be okay without Scarlet. I, know, I promise. I know. I know. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Well, anyway, now as cute as Georges is, her singing is something to left desiring. Uh, Michelle is so stumped and she's even asking for help. They're going to go like, let's go line by line. Michelle is going to sing the line. Georges hears it and regurgitates something that's not it. Remember Glenn Close with no cigar? This is her now. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Not Okay, first of all, you leave my mom out of this. And second of all, I guess she's my grandma. And thirdly, there is no possible way that oh it's just oh god i just what a poor girl who can dance she has no rhythm literally like like so little music theory whatsoever that like there is it sorry as my musical theater asks who has a degree Mm -hmm. i just i'm gonna i'm gonna be pretentious about this please look over the charts it was just so very very funny obviously these girls don't have actually sheet music they have the lyrics they have the sound and that's what they're going off of which is like also mental. It's mentally a minefield, but all just, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Michelle says, suggested Georges to talk it. And I'm like, oh boy, but we'll get to why that actually was not a bad thing a little later. Oh God. Yeah, we will. It's time to get into the 60s dance. Um, are you a fan of dancing with 60s dance moves? Um, yes, because it's typically very easy. And also like, this choreography is basically non-choreography. It is, right. it is swaying, stepping, doing some claps, you know, doing the like coordinated hand mo- I love have it. You ever, have you ever have you ever have you ever been in hairspray? No, shockingly, no, I haven't. Oh, okay. What's your dream role in hairspray? Oh and don't say um, Galen Clark and like Garrett um Garrett um, Clayton. No. Played it. No, and then he turned around and did King Cobra. Funny. Yeah, right. um, 
I would probably want to be Corny Collins or um, okay. or actually, that. no, my dream role for Plasma is Brenda. When they go, how long are you going to be uh, leaving us, Brenda? And she goes, just nine months. That's it. That there pregnant it is. bitch. I love her. All right. Deja is the choreographer by day and Jasmine and Georges are dancers. So she believes they are going to have an edge. They get the boom tap and Deja wants Jasmine to not be a cheerleader, be a little more fluid. Georges and Jasmine are getting a little frustrated with Deja because even though she is a cheer coach, she is a coach for kids. To be fair, Deja is the oldest working with the two youngest kids in the cast. So spot the difference. So, yeah, bring out the parachute and the dodgeballs, girls. Mm-hmm. Now it's Wilson Phillips' turn, a.k.a. the Shang-Rulas. Uh, and again, the, the Gen Z watchers, they're like, who's Wilson Phillips? Why no is Hold On how why is Hold On not been a lip sync song yet? I I don't know who is picking these lip sync songs. I don't know why we're in these legal battles for royalties when Lady Gaga was on the show. Just do Chromatica for a whole season and we'll all be fine. Listen, I don't know are are you watching the UK versus the world? I am not actually. I they be. have had some of the best lip sync options I have ever seen on Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Week two, they had um, We Like to Party by the Venga Boys. This week was Toy by Netta. I was like, yes, finally, we're doing great music. Like, did, uh, 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 did we have to fly across the pond? Did we really? Yeah. Did we really? The BBC. They got more money. <laughs> Adele, per- Graham Norton made a call and they got the rights. Right. Graham Norton, uh, Graham Norton loves Adele. You know who used to live with Adele? Adele used to live on Alan Carr's couch. Shut They're the best friends. Up. That is. Mm-hmm. Of course they, of course they are. It's like Adele is going to, I am yeah. fully convinced Adele is going to be the week one guest on season four. She's in London. Oh shit. Oh, now that would be cool. Well, she she's lives in, in LA too. So like, why the fuck hasn't right, she no, been she's, on? But she's in London right now. Alan Carr's her best friend. It's going to happen. Well, she better make her happy ass back on over to the U.S. when I'm on season, you know, 28 or whatever. And which album will she put out? What, what number are we going to be at? at that um, 77. 77. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> all right. All right. So Willow is going to take the lead and their choreography is pretty cute. Uh, so much so that Camden wants to join in their fun. Over on the side, the girls note that not only does Willow have rhythm, but she stays quiet and doesn't let anyone know her little secrets. I think that's a good strategy. I do too. I think that that is the only way to go about it. Because if you run into Drag Race and you pull your Cameron Michaels, not Cameron Michaels, Jesus, Morgan McMichaels, <laughs> and you go and you say, I'm going to take the strongest bitch out and I'm a dancer and I do acrobatics and I'm basically Cirque du fucking Soleil and I can do everything. Then like, great, we know. But if you are, you know, present yourself as a talentless worm, then everyone's going to be shocked and, and awed when you do something fantastic. I'm like, exactly. hi. Yeah. Finally, it's the Rupremes. Lady Camden is a choreographer and she wants to make sure her team looks brilliant. Camden forgets that her teammates, though, are not dancers. Uh, she's trying to give them walking in arms so they feel comfortable, but that's just not going to work. Angeria is like, wait, I have to face the front? What do you mean, turn around? She's going to say that she's got two right feet in confessional but the producer with her hears white thinking she said she has two white feet which could be a thing too 
And I pray that it always will be. I First off, two right feet? I've never heard that phrase before. Yeah, no. I <laughs> I love Angeria. She had a Jasmine moment. She yes, went she blonde did. for a second. Yeah, she did. Um, also, so funny that she's like, wait, I've done Diana Ross in my acts. We're doing a tribute to Diana Ross and the Supremes. I should face the front? I'm like, girl, you are the only person who looks like Diana Ross in your group. Yes. Yep. Carrie is struggling. It is a car accident in slow motion, according to Jasmine. She's worried about them, but this is Rue's favorite group. So watch out. I mean, T, All it's right. basically saying like you, you've never worn Ruby slippers and you're doing a Wizard of Oz challenge in front of RuPaul. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, it's the elimination day and Jasmine dances in singing Welcome to the 60s um, and made me mad that that wasn't the lip sync song this week. Literally, yeah. I'm I'm in a legal battle right now over custody. That'd be over so the, good. It would be so good. Or like you can't stop the beat or any sort I mean, of hairspray. Anything. We had we had the Tracy Turnblad likeness over on UK versus the world two weeks ago. So I don't know. Oh, don't see, I'm not watching UK versus the world, but ugh, I need uh, you know their, what? Their rusical challenge was West End Wendy's the comeback. So they all played a different uh, uh, musical theater character. Why the fuck has that not been a, a U.S. challenge? I don't know. You should listen to that f- podcast. Uh, one of my guests thought it was great. The other guests hated it. It was so much fun. I loved it. Oh, great. Okay, yeah. On my way. Hanukkah Lewinsky and Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. They were on very different pages on that challenge. Okay, okay, wait. Can you actually, can you spoil it for me? Can you tell me who aligned with who, with what? Uh, Marsha hated it. She hated everything about it. Oh, interesting. Hanukkah and I are friends. Marsha and I have met each other, but Hanukkah and I are friends. And first of all, I see Hanukkah's dumb ass liking that kind of challenge. And also, oh, I, I need to watch that. I really do. And also it's, like- you can. I think the clip is on uh, YouTube. You, you don't need to watch the full episode, I don't think. Okay. Well, you know, this is also coming from the girls who do, you know, Marsha does designer recreation, Ariana Grande, you know, pussy to the ground, mm-hmm. slamming. And then- Hanukkah's over at the duplex doing I'm the greatest star straight up no mix from funny girl so like I mean I get it I get where their hearts are anyway all right well it's time to get ready for the girl groups but Daya wants to know what girl groups do they listen to Willow's favorite was Destiny's Child naturally George's is an actual child so she says Danity Kane that hurt my heart literally Danity Kane I, I, did, I have nothing to say. Like at that point, I would be in the workroom being like, are y'all kidding? You know what? Yeah. The Von Trapp Family Singers is my favorite girl group. And I bet everyone would not, like no one would know what that is. What, what, so would, what actually is your favorite girl group? Because I really think I've, like everything that I've ever thought and felt, it's changed. I am a diehard Little Mix fan. Okay, I love Little Mix. Jade was just I, the judge this week on UK vs. World again. Yeah. Okay, listen, now you're just teasing me. I have to, I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to go watch it, I promise. Um, I love Little Mix. I mean, it's a dumbass answer, but I love the Andrews sisters. I'm here for that. I think it's a yeah. great answer. Like, I think that their harmonies are so tight. I mean, like, the classics, come on. Um, I love the Supremes. I love... Um, uh, 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 I love Little Mix. I love Destiny's Child. I love 
Oh God, now they're all leaving my head. Of course they are. Um, of course. Well, Lady Camden has already told us how much she loves the Spice Girls, and she is a Spice Girl stan. She says that the Spice Girls became girl power because of their fierce message. Girl power is a mantra. You don't need much, just her girls around you. She shares that she was heckled by idiots on the playground, and her girlfriends would clap back with names, and she felt protected. I was like, that was really cute. That is so cute. I wish that all of us would have had that experience, Lady Camden. Alas, I I was called a faggot with no defense for years and years and years. That's great. Oh, the pussycat dolls. Also the pussycat dolls. And we wonder why you were called a faggot. (laughs) Listen, bitch. (laughs) Oh, God. Now, Angeria loved En Vogue and SWV and Escapes. And I know one of those. Yes. (laughs) Different demographics. Carrie, though, says she enjoyed girl groups but didn't listen to them as she would have gotten her ass beaten if she was caught listening. She would hum Survivor and get spanked for it. Her mom was committed that the Lord was the focus of the house. She felt restricted seeing all the girl groups and felt constricted as to why she couldn't be who she wanted to be. She says that she would go to the mall and the songs would play and she would stop and listen and she would get her ear pulled. It made her want to listen to them even more. And when a favorite song comes on at the bar, you'll see her bopping around in the corner, but she won't know the words. I thought it was a really interesting conversation because um, we're learning a little more. I mean, obviously, this is the last time we'll learn from, about her, but we learn a little bit more about her upbringing and her backstory. And given what is going on in Texas right now, it, it hits a little harder. Yeah, um, things going on in in Texas and I mean in Florida as well, and it well, especially because that Carrie is from Texas originally. Like, oh, that's right, I forget that. Yeah, her yeah, parents yeah. technically could, I mean, I don't know if they could be now. I don't know when she started the transition and everything, but they could get called out for child abuse, and that's disgusting. That's a bigger it, issue, but it's gross. It's absolutely vile, and um, I—I I mean, I, I don't know all the facts, and I don't know everyone involved quite yet. I do know. Um, well, I, I should preface this: my family is very heavily involved in the Texas poli- the Texas political sphere. Uh, my grandfather was lieutenant governor of the state for a period of time. My father is a lobbyist working in and around the Texas state government. Um, and they both know about Plasma and they adore her and I have the best family in the world. That being said, the Texas political minefield is an atrocity. And Greg Abbott is a shameful, cowardly human being yes. who deserves to be um, pushed, sorry, rolled off of a cliff. And I, I simply, I, I cannot, I just... I, I, there, you know, there is information going around that it's not legal and it won't be upheld by, you know, the Texas Supreme Court or any of that. But the fact that it is even a notion, the fact that Correct. someone even has the idea Correct. to, I just, I don't even have the words. It, it makes me really, really, really grateful for my family um, within the Texas atmosphere it also makes me extremely extremely ashamed of where i come from and mm-hmm. um it makes me proud to be the person that i am now and proud to know that i had choices um yeah. but if, if anyone is li- i mean i don't know i don't know 
what exactly the base for the podcast for the podcast is. But if anyone is listening from Texas and would like a resource for someone who who got out of Texas or has any insight into Texas politics or how to get involved, um, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. I'm here for you. I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to show you love because I feel like that is something that often gets swept away in all the Texas political bullshit is how much love there, is, there actually is from people who are also from Texas, who have families in Texas, who also love and support them. Um, so I'm, I'm here to be a resource or a, a sounding board, if nothing else. But I I, I, yeah, anyway, anyway. Well, their conversation is going to turn to Bosco winning the rating challenge. She is happy that her shit talking skills were seen. Daya wants to know why she was red. Not she said she she wants to know she was why she was red and 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 where where it came from. Um, she was shook. Jasmine says that she heard that Daya was saying things about her that she says hasn't said to her face. Like what? Well, that she relies on her body to sell a garment, and skinny girls rely on the fact that they're skinny. We're gonna get a flashback to Untucked to hear Daya bitch about. When girls have a perfect physique, we they can get away with, you know, wrapping a piece of fabric on their body. Uh, I'm sorry, a shit fit piece of fabric on their body. Daya will admit that she did say it and did address it with Georges. And Jasmine's like, but you didn't say that to me. So Daya's like, well, you were too busy trying to lip sync for your life. So she didn't want to bother her. First of all, <laughs> I'm just going to like clip the little clips on the side of my suitcase before I open up this case file. The fact that Daya said, oh yeah, I did say that. I don't know. I I appreciate and adore the audacity of someone saying like, oh yeah, yeah, no, I said that. And not give a single fuck. I love yeah. it. I'm obsessed. I also love Jasmine saying, well, you didn't say it to me. And Daya's like, you were busy. You happened to be in the bottom. I didn't even take that as like a read of like, well, you were in the bottom. So I didn't want to bother. I took that as like, you were occupied. Your schedule was full. So I didn't yeah. want to distract you. They they know how to push each other's buttons. They've figured it out. Oh, yeah. Either that or the producers from day one were like, okay, so you hate her. Yeah. And okay, Daya, you hate her. Like, I mean, who knows what happens in that room? Daya's going to clarify that she wasn't shading Jasmine on her body, but that her outfit was bad. Jasmine thinks Daya is upset because she hasn't won anything and believes she wasn't in the top because her thing was wrinkled and it was ugly. But Jasmine is not going to let Daya throw her off her game. Let's journey to the main stage where we have Rue wearing a beautiful gold dress that is a disco car wash fantasy. Oh my God, boot. You didn't like it? No, and the rest of Rue's fashion this season has actually been so good. And you can Why ask you anyone like in the house one? of the rose. I have such a vendetta against everything Zaldi has put her in for the past, what, five years? I just think they have all been in their own way so off-putting and this outfit there was no waist there was fringe coming down in an unflattering way like you could barely see her the sides of Rue's body and if you're going to try to accentuate her body show it I didn't fair, fair, fair. I've got to pull up a picture now because I'm upset where is it so we're going to have Michelle Visage Carson Cressley and Alec Mappa uh what is Alec Mappa famous for I feel like I forget Alec Mappa exists sometimes um I'm going to phone a friend because I don't know yeah well oh well it's time to see our three 60s girl groups. And while they did have their choreo on the main stage, they got to perform it on a soundstage with all three trios present throughout. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I loved them all dancing with one another. It felt very like communal. I, I liked that yeah. one. 
I mean, there's definitely been those um, 60s shows where there there have been definitely um, mashups of multiple groups or artists together on on a platform. So this felt very of the the generation. Did you find the photograph? No, I'm still looking for it. And I just, from what I remember, it is, oh, here it is. See, I just, if you're going to do a fringe dress, I would rather you do a fringe, like, column, a, a sure. full, a whole ass, like, happy birthday, Mr. President dress in all that's fringe. Fair, just, fair, like, glisten down to the floor. I just, I don't know. Something about the cut, something about the, the waist cutouts. And then she wore orange hair, which I adore, but, like, with gold. Girl. Yeah. Go pissed, girl. All right, let's start with the bad boy baby by the Shrang Rulas. I think they look great. It's certainly a replica look of the Shangri-Las. I've definitely seen them wear this before. The vibe is very leader to the pack, which I love. Excellent, excellent song. Yes. When you combine combine three campy queens, this is what you expect. This was exceptional. I think Willow started off well and was kind of the straight man of the group, a role Maddie would have killed. But um, ah, um when we get to Baya, uh, Daya and Bosco, they really dive into those weird characters. And that's when this song took off to be something brilliant. It really made me think that this was a good SNL sketch. And we know how much I love SNL. Yes, we do. And I totally agree with you. And I think that they, uh, like, this was when the hair was right. The costumes were right. The casting was right. They all wrote really great verses. They were all weird and stupid and intriguing and very, very draggy. Uh, yeah, they just, they hit it right on the head. Like, I was waiting for Junice to show up. <laughs> That's what this been. was. This I wish was it would have been that. Car- Carson Cressley as Junice. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I loved this. And um, I, I really think this is going to be, of the three of them, the one everyone's going to remember and talk about. Absolutely. It's because they took it in this direction. They could have been like the other two groups and been like, oh my God, we're going to do a retro song and ooh, I love, love, love. No, no, no. They took what the Shangri-Las did and they like they if you haven't listened to Lear the Pack before, it's a very terrible song in the sense of that story's terrible. Uh yeah. It's bad. It's it's it, it's sad. And they, I mean, and they yeah. took that and mocked it in a in brilliant campy way. I adored this. Yeah, absolutely 10 out of 10. Loved it. He's My Baby by the Runettes was fully a riff on Be My Baby by the Ronettes. Uh, Deja was the best she's been all season, and yet she was still mediocre. So I, I get a sense that this is the queen you were discussing earlier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know yeah. what it is about Deja Sky. I am sure she's a lovely person. I'm sure if I ever get to meet her one day, I'm going to have to tell her. I apologize for the things I said about you on the podcast. I'm simply reacting to your performance of the show, but I, I don't get any spark from her. I don't get any joy from her. I don't get this sense of, I want to go see her live. What, what, what is it about Deja that I'm so bored about? Um, maybe it's the lack of energy or it's the, I, I don't know. Cause here's my thing with Deja. Her makeup is always great. Her looks, for the most part, are fine. And then she throws it off with some weird hair. Or she'll look beautiful in the face and her look, her garment will be absolutely stupid. Like, you know, we'll get more into it. But I think she's trying to, like, sell sex in this and she's giving tired. Like, it's giving exhaustion. 
especially when she's the over 30 girl with the two 21 year olds. Oh yeah. It's like everybody around you at the bar is drinking a vodka Red Bull and hey. you asked for, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then like, she's having a bottle of NyQuil in the corner. Yeah, literally. Now, listen, I am all for fake outs and editing, but when we hear Georges absolutely bomb the singing and Michelle offers the speaking it, it's not out of the ordinary for the Ronettes. It worked. The Ronettes in Be My Baby speak sing. It's part of what they do. Michelle was fucking fooling us. Georges was really good because of it. Thank God. Thank God she got that speaking role in a song. But yeah. It fit. It fit the part. And then there's Jasmine. She and has then such conviction. I wish that co- I had that confidence, honestly. Like, she has more confidence than I'll ever have. But first off, bitch, put a comb through those bangs and let's get you singing lessons. It was monotonous and bland. Yes. Yes. And unfortunately, yes. It's just... Also, she, <laughs> she wore the biggest pair of... She, wore, she borrowed Salmonella's breastplate under this dress. <laughs> like, literally... She yeah. was giving entire jugs and it, well, it uh, also doesn't help that um, I mean it was a turtleneck and sleeveless on both Georges and Jasmine, who have muscles. They have muscles, there's definition and tone in their muscle arms. Not a bad thing, not for this look. Correct. It <laughs> oh god. I have yeah. to note that when we got to the second chorus, um, you see that the other girl groups are doing their own choreo on their perches but leave it to Bosco to totally just stand there in character. She wasn't doing the arm thing. She was just standing there with her arms up. It was so funny. I, oh my God, I didn't decide. see it. It's, go back. It's so funny. Um, and then like they do a turnaround. She goes and does a choreo. I don't know if she forgot it or if that was character, but it worked. It was so good. Oh my um, God. On my way right now. I wanted Deja to deliver the I will go insane line more psychotic. That would have just spoken to many of us um like why doesn't he love me yeah the only like line reading that i appreciated was georgist when she said come on poppy and it yeah, was like dead. she was literally Completely getting dead. fucked over like over a bench like literally she was in the brambles let me tell you oh, something. She, was. she knows the Rambles. she knows what cruising looks like she ain't going for no walk in the wood yeah oh i mean they, they, they were good they, overall as a group they were good they did what the ronettes do um the song was better than um our last song um, but it was still not the first group. Yeah. Um. It, we we deteriorated over the course of the yeah. song. Uh, yeah. Now 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 it's time for "Baby Is Love" by the Rupremes. Maybe I'm off, and I feel like, but this felt like more of an, an amalgamation of the Supremes' music instead of a singular song. And maybe that's why I didn't stand as hard as the other two, because the other two you knew what song that was. This one was more of a just a the feeling of the Supremes. Yeah, it, it was giving the mood. It wasn't giving the specificity or like the direct, no. yeah, the, the direct, you know, reference. Yeah, 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 I agree. Angeria really had those Diana Rossisms. Um, she really had them in there. Carrie really created a character with those eyes and eyelashes. Woo! She really had such conviction, but she was in a different group than the others. You know, it's funny that I brought up cocaine in the last chat about yeah. this group. Because Carrie was not only gospel, she was also giving poke. So, yes. like, maybe she was going for, like, if Whitney was one of the Supreme. <laughs> it's possible. Oh, my now, God. Now, Lady Camden was really subdued here, and was that was not to her advantage. She needed to match the energy of the other two. Her vocals were just 
good, but overall she was very forgettable. They were my least favorite group. Without a doubt, confirmed, yes. It's, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And it, it makes me so sad. And also, I, I partly blame the wigs. These were the yeah. worst wigs I may have ever seen on Drag Race. Like, other than um, with love, other than the, the wig that Jasmine wears on the runway in a little bit. But like, it is the only the only way it possibly worked was on Angeria as yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, if you yeah. needed vintage wigs that looked like they could have been part of hairspray, call Bobby Pins. He's got an entire collection. Please, dear God, get the rental package. He already has it. You know he's exactly. loaded it out right now. Please. Well, overall, this was a brilliant challenge. I think it's one we'll discuss for a long time. That being said, as a camp lover, I think if all three groups went full ridiculous comedy, this would have been one of the best challenges in show history. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. All right, it is runway time. Category is Hearts On, and in honor of the runway, we are going to play Heart On or Heartless. I am so ready for this. Let's fucking go. Oh, actually, Willow actually. Okay. All right, what? Sorry, sorry, what? Let me get my, I have these sunglasses that I got at an Elton John concert that I feel are appropriate. Oh, fully. Look at those hearts. You're still yeah. standing. They used to light up, but, you know, oh. Elton John's as old as these glasses. All right. Willow Pill. Look by Willow and Raul Rosario. Hair by Queen Bee. First off, we got to start with the photo shoot she did with, Den- with Denali. I think there was a lot of hot and bothered people, including Instagram, who even removed the post. Very sexy photo. That did they really said, remove the post? It, they did. <laughs> that she had oh repost it. And they didn't even remove my <laughs> picture where it looks like Himbola Rose's dick is literally flopping <laughs> out. That yeah. is hysterical. Okay. Um, I think it's a unique runway and nothing we would have expected to see on the show like this. It's naughty, but camp she's giving us pasties. I know she says uh, she starts with the Borat thong, but I think it actually what looked like suspenders. It's cute, but I think I liked it more in photos than in motion. I think this is, this is an editorial look. This is not something you wear down a runway yeah. because you are literally binding yourself. Like yeah. that being said, obsessed. I think that this yep. is the one way that you can get away with wearing nothing but underwear on the runway is if you only wear underwear Agreed. and you wear a fuck ton of it. Like I, yeah. And the hair was giving like 90s supermodel just rolled out of bed. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. I just, I love it. I, I really, really love this. I also love wearing a bold red lip. I love yeah, that. Yeah. I I'm going to give this a heart on me as well. Heart on for sure. Audience 84% heart on 16% heartless. Next up. Diabetti look by Mondo Guerra nails by crystal method. It's punk club kid. I think this is what I expect out of Daya. She's not trying to be anyone but herself here. The colors shouldn't be paired together, but the greens and pinks work well as she uses the variations of it. That being said, I hate the tights. So there's that. Is it a great look? No. Is it serviceable? Yes. She's doing something no one else would do. And that's important when you're trying to find your footing in a competition. Now, right now, I personally love this look. All right. I I very much love it. And I was fighting with Himbo LaRose about this earlier today because he said that the greens clash. And I was like, but the, the green families, you know, you're giving light lime green and then you're giving like mm-hmm. a deeper slime green. And those coordinate to me with the red and pink family of like hat or like the neon electric pink and then the more subdued red. To me, it all works. It is very, very house of method. The hair is the same as her promo, which like I appreciated someone being brave enough to, you know, wear the same wig twice. Cause you know, as someone who thinks about the horrors of budgeting to go on the show, 
Like, I appreciate that. I, I don't mind the tights. I love the shoes. I love the construction. I, I personally, I really like it. It is very, very true to her. It is unlike anything else. And you know, when you think about a heart runway, you're not thinking about green. And I really appreciate that she, she really, you know, she went balls to the wall, something completely different. I, I respect it. I like it a lot. It's a heart on for me. Michelle says she was in character the entire time. She says things about being in a girl group is you have to be together, but one grabs the limelight and that was her. She is so excited to see the trajectory she's on because she's hit the pedal to the metal, which is also a line she said on UK Wrestle World to someone's critique this week. I was like, oh, maybe there's just stock lines. She's um, very into pedaling right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, I think she also wore the same earrings this episode as uh, UK Wrestle World. Oh my God. She fully got on a jet directly from the set and flew across the pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Funny. <laughs> Carson loves the look, saying it was unexpected. It was an updated Club Kid couture. Alex says there is a way of doing things where if you do one thing wrong, it could look arts and crafty, but this did not. I will agree. I will give it a hard on. The audience, though, 52% hard on, 48% heartless. Okay, well, serves you right, because 48% of you are heartless. Bam. Next up, Bosco. <laughs> look by Anthony Ryan, hair by Kalina Marcos, jewels by Sam Stone's Everything. I thought she was about to do a Farida Cant on uh, Drag Race Italia, and I was about to scream because mainstream Drag Race fans wouldn't, would credit Bosco with the first ever blood reveal in the white dress, but alas, she didn't go in that direction. I love this look. It's simple, yet she created something sexy and evocative. The hair and the heart cut out in the dress give you the theme, and she's holding a stone heart stun. Um, oh, and then the, her hole. There's that. Um <laughs> Her beat is really remarkable. I love the eye shape. I love the colors she's chosen. It gave her so much depth. We love the fur. I'm going to say, maybe not as um, naughty in the back, but I feel like this is something you would wear. I knew you were going to say that. I knew your ass was going to say that. I, I love the inspiration of this. I love the like early 60s um, straight across neckline. I love... Honestly, I love the whole cutout. I think that that was brilliant, especially because it coordinated with the the keyhole in the front. Yeah. Um, I love the the the. It's giving Catherine Delish dressing gown with the with the fur trim. I do not like the hair, especially because you could see her real hair underneath in the back. Yeah. I also am such a fan of an updo that I didn't appreciate when she turned around and there was a braid. So I, yeah. this is not my favorite look of hers specifically. I love a queen wearing white. I love white hair. I love white fur. I love all of that. Um, uh, there are just some things that don't work about it for me. I think it's still a heart on for me. It's just, I don't, I, if it's going to be boudoir, go more boudoir nightgown, like negligee. If it's going to be murderous vampire bunny, then go more murderous vampire bunny. I love her makeup and I love the way she like curled up the edges of her lips. It's giving very Cheshire cat. I always love her eyebrows. Um, I don't know. Like every time I find something that works, I find something that doesn't. So I'm, I'm like 50, 50 on this look. I'm going to give it a heart on and the audience 88% heart on 12% heart less. Okay. Well. The jury has spoken then. Damn. <laughs> Next up, we got Deja Sky. Hair by Gigi, look by Deja. Listen, it's the best she's looked all season, and that is saying a lot. And this is still very meh. 
It's very cartoon anime superhero. It's curious to me that she went with a blue wig as it throws you out of the world a bit. If she didn't want to go pink or red, I would have chosen purple, but because it still lives in the family. It's slutty nurse, but not. I see the creativity, but the execution is just lacking once again. Bitch, do not get my Marge Simpson looking ass started on this fucking hair. It is driving me crazy. I hate, I hate, hate, hate her hair and makeup today. I, if you're going to do something polar opposite, have something else that coordinates with it. Put blue hearts on your stocking. Put a blue shoe on. Give us blue glasses. Give us something. No, don't give us blue glasses, actually. But like, give us blue trims somewhere. Give us a blue belt. Something so small that it actually makes sense. But if you have one random piece that doesn't make sense, I am going to clock you for it personally. And I do not like the blue hair. I also think in terms of like the lineup of the runway, they sort of did her dirty because she came after Crystal who did the shoulder pad hearts. And then they also put her after Bosco, who did white. Crystal, you mean Daya? Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Well, oops, accidental read. But yeah, they put her after, um, I'm sorry, Crystal. Sorry, Crystal. Sorry, Crystal. Sorry, Daya. Yeah, yeah, it's a no for me, dog. It's definitely, um, if it's not a hard on, what is it, a hard pass? Heartless. Heartless. Oh, well, I give it a hard pass, too. (laughs) Well, Michelle says she can sing. She thinks the look is adorable and nothing they've seen on her yet. Carson says she gives 60s glamour. She honored the brand, but she then brought the drag sensibility with humor and camp. Alec loves the superhero vibe and almost wants her to go further with it with a high high boot and invisible plane. It's heartless to me and the audience. We they agree with us. 15 percent heart on 85 percent heartless. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to give her a little bit of credit back. It does look like it's latex. It is. It is. So, you know, I I have never worked with latex. I'm an amateur stitcher. I I I applaud her for this attempt. Yeah. And the concept as well. I think that it is still bad. So I'm still gonna say it's heartless, but I applaud her for the use of materials. All right, next up, Georges, hair by 1043 Wigs, look by V Monique, wigs by Rida- wings by Rodaggio. She is sexy and she knows it. She knows that she can get away with wearing whatever she wants in the bare minimum. Um, I love the pink ostrich feather heart. I would cuddle with her on top of it. And then she's wearing a brawn panties. And to say that would be, um, and is an understatement. It's very boring. It's very basic. We are getting to the point now with Georges where she needs to diversify her portfolio. Show us camp, show us ugly, show us what makes you uncomfortable. This is incredibly safe. It looks good, but it's safe. I'll go a step further. I don't think it looks that good. I love, I mean, y'all bitches know I love pink ostrich. I mean, hello. If the rest of it had been pink, I would have been obsessed. I do not like one big pink thing and then the rest of it being a red uh, red panty set that you can wear to any event any club Correct. any anything this is rupaul's drag race if you're not going to coordinate your looks if you're not willing to wear this one time in your life and then shoot it later in five months b- d- bring something else yeah. like i her makeup looks incredible L- again love her in a bold red lip the panty set or like the the, the you know, we'll talk about this later, but I appreciate that it was a seamless transition from tights into her, her bare stomach. Fair. Um, 
I do not like the shape of the panty bottom. I do not like that there's nothing in the midsection. Like, it looks like she's giving a, a, a female bodybuilder pageant. I, I just don't like it. I don't like it. I just, I wish that there was something yeah. more. I wish that it was, a, you're right. You, everything you said is already what I'm going to say. It is incredibly safe. It also, these goddamn shoes, wear pink or red. If you're only going to wear pink or red, make a choice. Wear pink or wear red. It's not that hard. I don't know what the fuck she's wearing on her feet, but it is not pink or red. And the fact that you can't even, oh, ooh, the fact that none of it is coordinated and she could rip off the heart and wear different shoes and wear this on work the world tour. Yeah. It's frustrating. You're going heartless, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'm going to go hard on and the audience is going to, well, going to be on my side. 69% hard on 31% heartless. It's because she's I, pretty. I hear you 31%. I'm with you. <laughs> next, next up, Jasmine Kennedy hair by Anthony Michael Wiggs look by Kelly Roca. Jewels by Mansi Mandel. Um, remember Lil Pound Cake? This is her now. The resemblance is uncanny. <laughs> this is what I call an afterthought gown. She had the gown, put the hearts on it last minute. She is beautiful. She can sell it. Is this groundbreaking? No. I need a wow moment from Jasmine. Lobster claws and a graduation gown are not camp. I need a full service camp runway before it's too late. Yeah, I, so I'll say this first, without the hearts and without the tiara and without that hair, I would wear this gown. Fully. I like the shape of it. It is very much a nod to vintage design. It's pleated very lovingly, not lovingly. It's pleated in a lovely way. Yeah. It hits the floor at some part and it is, it's a beautiful color. I understand. You are right. It is an afterthought gown. And it I I just don't really know where to where to start. I I I don't like where the hearts are positioned. I wish that they were I wish that there were more, obviously, because it's a heart runway. I do not like the hair. I think that it's trying to give pageant, but also like cutesy valentine with a yeah. nod to vintage fashion it's just, it if you're gonna wear a bond girl dress wear a bond girl dress be gorgeous and wear something dumb and simple and be fine with that but it it's yeah, not you're right living. you're right carson says singing may not be her forte but she sold it with joy and enthusiasm and then there were moments when she was in her head. Michelle says she saw her thinking about her dance moves and she never wants to make the viewer uncomfortable or nervous Jasmine says she is a choreo girl and she wanted to hit it perfect and feels like she let them down. Rue starts to say that she didn't let them down and Jasmine cuts her off, which is the kiss of death. Uh, Rue then says it was fun and then the challenge, she just wasn't as good as the others. Heartless. I'm heartless, but it, yeah, it's heartless. Yep. Yep. The audience, you, Jasmine. The audience, 28% hard on, 72% heartless. Yep. Next up, Angeria Paris Van Michaels. Look by Unique Creations. Nails by Southerly Sweet Nails. Hair by Couture Chaos. It's trying to be retro and fashion and camp and fun, and I hate every part of it. <laughs> I was waiting for her to reveal something in that hair. Maybe a flask. No flask. 
We have seen a real runway with this black and white pattern with the fur bottom. I see the inspiration. Putting I Heart You on the body is not enough for me on this challenge. What I appreciate about Angeria is she is not afraid to try something different. Not everything works, and she is okay with that. But no, this was not good for me. Yeah, no, this is uh, this is bad. This is, um, I love the hair separate. Uh, I love a black and white moment without the I love you. I love a bold red pump, but the reds don't coordinate. Like there's so much that doesn't work. It's also like kind of giving me Denali's crash dummy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, it, it, uh, ugh. God, and I want to like it. I really do. Like there's so much fashion inspiration. Absolutely. And, like, Ugh. And it's covered in ostrich, which you know that I should love, but I just can't. No. Alex says the Supremes is the most recognizable reference of all the girl groups, and she nailed it. He likes the color block and gives him 60s Cruella DeVille. Rue says that the Supremes were her first musical obsession, and she sold it in a way that let us know she understood, understood what this is. Carson says he loves the hair. I don't. Heartless for me. Yep. Heartless for me. Audience, 40% heart on, 60% heartless. Next up, we got Carrie Colby. No designers listed. This was <laughs> Carrie thinking she's doing something bold when in fact she's doing what looking at the full picture of a garment is doing. Nothing. It's see-through, so paying careful attention to the details was literally going to be make or break for her. I love how she did go for monochromatic. It's pretty in that respect. It just didn't read the way she thought it was going to read. And that's a shame because it really was her downfall. Yeah. It, oh, it's just, I get what you were trying to do with the hair girl. I hated it. I hate you in a black lip. I think that it is, I think black lips are a trap unless for some reason Deja can pull them off, which is puzzling to me. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't like the necklace. I don't like, how this looks like bloody entrails falling off of your body. I don't like uh, it's serving Jasmine in that red dress with these tits. They're too big. Yeah. Um, the visible panty line. We don't even need to go there. We don't even need to discuss it. I'd like to live for the next 10 years. And I feel like talking about that will stress me out enough to kill me. Um, <laughs> if you're going to wear Louboutins on the runway with the red bottoms, can they be red? Yeah. And my spoiled ass is also, you know, now the proud owner of a pair of red Louboutins because I'm a dumb bitch and I don't care about my credit card bill. But also, like, if you're going to do monochromatic, if you're if you're going to wear red bottoms for the sake of wearing red bottoms, they should still make sense. Yeah. I mean, here, in your defense, at the end of the day, who's going to be there for you? A boy or red Louboutins? You know the answer. Oh, yeah. Well, one of them is certainly cheaper than my emotional instability. Exactly. Yeah, and it comes from Bergdorf Goodman, gift wrapped. Thank you. <laughs> Michelle says that she had vocal issues, but she ended up sounding great. But in the challenge, there were moments she was taken out of the Rupremes and into church. It was so big, it was almost gospel. She was not the Rupremes. She can't stand that she can see her pantyhose and preferred it was a nude panty. Ruth says lyrically, she could have had more fun. Carson says the arteries were the most were the fashion moments, so he didn't need the necklace on the gloves. Alex says her body is amazing and doesn't want to walk away remembering her body, but remembering her, which I'm sure caused some people to have some issues with, but I understand the sentiment. It's heartless for me. Yeah. I, yep. It's, yep. It's heartless for me. 
Audience, 38% heart on, 62% heartless. And finally, the girl I forgot was in this episode, Lady Camden. Uh, <laughs> hair by wigs by tips, look by Marco Marco. Very simple Cupid look. I really, I really was thinking the plush heart was going to be removed and revealed in something grander. It did not. After last week, I'm going to think everything she does is going to be revealed. Um, I think she looks beautiful. I adore the hair. The curls are laid right. I see the story she is selling, but we've seen her do extraordinary, and this is not quite at that level. It's fine. It's safe. It is fine. The heart is too big. And if you're going to have entrails pouring out of your back, can they not be tool? Can they not be a, 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 a crinoline falling off yeah. of your shoulder? I just, I, I love the toga moment, like the Grecian goddess. I like the crown. I don't think she needed it, but I like it. Um, the arrow is big, like everything coordinating with the gold is lovely. I wish that she would have done a gold heart. Absolutely. I wish that everything would have, like the, the thing that I love the most about Daya's is that she didn't do a Frere Rocher Valentine's Day gift box. Like she yeah. did her own thing featuring hearts. This to me is like, I had a costume and I have this huge heart. I'm just yeah. going to put them together. Like it is not intentional. It is not. I agree. Yeah, it's just giving panic button for me. And I love Lady Camden. I'm such a huge fan. And I just, I don't like this look. Me too. Michelle says, the look is really pretty and borderlines on costumey. She thinks her softness and shyness will affect her in the competition. She needs to find her spotlight and not fade into the background. Alec loves costumes and loves the look. He says the proportions are great and looks great. Carson says she sounded nice on the, rec on the recording, but in the performance, wanted her to find the moments where she could be the star. Rose says that she hit last week out of the park. So whatever she was doing with that, apply it now. I was going to give her a heart on, but I think the more I look at it, I also think it's a heartless. Yeah, I think without the heart, it would be a heart on for me. Yeah. The audience, 47% heart on, 53% heartless. Yeah. Rose decided that they competed as teams, but they're going to be judged as individuals. Willow, Bosco, and Georges are safe, leaving Daya, Carrie, Angeria, Lady Camden, Jasmine, and Deja as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Wait, sorry. Who was safe again? Willow, Bosco, and Georges. Bosco should have been in the top, and Deja should have been safe at least. Yeah, yeah. And I'm honestly, I wish that RuPaul really did want to see George's lip sync more so that George's would be in the bottom <laughs> more and get a little bit scared. Like yeah. at, at this point, you know, you can't just put Jasmine in the bottom and then essentially send someone else home by putting them in the bottom with Jasmine. Right. Like, because yeah. Anyway. Ru decides I, yeah. that Diabetti can stop being a cunt. So she is the winner and wins $5,000. <laughs> Deja and Jiria. I agree with. I agree. Deja and Jiria, Lady Camden are safe. That means Jasmine and Carrie are the bottom two, which I, I feel is accurate, unfortunately. Yep. Unfortunately, yeah. After that very heartfelt, untucked, it's actually going to be Carrie versus Jasmine. Yeah. I will admit, when I watched Untucked, I was under the influence, so I don't remember most of that. But <laughs> I, do, I do remember, you know, it, it, there was something to be said about competing against your idols. I remember when Olivia beat Rosé in that initial lip sync in season 13. Mm -hmm. Just like the sheer panic and yeah. misunderstanding of going up against someone that you have so much respect for and that has helped you find what you do. Yeah. 
I just, I do not envy being in that position. Well, the song they're going to perform is a remix to Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. Why gotta be a remix? Let these bitches do a ballad. Let, let us cry. Ja- well, first of all, Jasmine can cry at the drop of a hat. Let her cry right. on that runway, girl. Like, like if people do not remember UK2 with memory between Taste and Cherry Valentine, <laughs> or um, You Don't Have to Say You Love Me with Taste and uh, Ahura, brilliant ballads performed by incredible drag artists who can do a ballad. Give us a fucking ballad. Oh my God. Yeah, don't. It is also a ballad is a great equalizer because you cannot do a split in a ballad Correct. where it makes sense. And like, even, even, you know, and I'm telling you, I'm not going right. with Chi Chi Devane, rest in power and peace. Like there is. Yeah. I, yep. Yep. yep this, this was a weird performance because you want to honor the song we know and love, but then the backing track is like pump, pump, dance, kick. And, 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 and I mean, Jasmine's shoe left the building. Yeah, I'm surprised her wig didn't go with it. Yeah, um, Yeah, I just, and I felt ugh, Carrie was giving such an LA drag queen lip sync. Like, she was giving well, us almost nothing. Like, Isn't it curious that after Carrie, quote unquote, beat Alyssa, that she was completely bested once again by Jasmine? Yeah, it's, ugh, 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 and oh, just. So I'm going to say something controversial. Carrie is a host. She's not a performer. Nothing wrong with that, but this platform was not best for her as an artist. In the end, I found her to be a little bit overhyped on the program. She, I think, will be a great host, and she will, you know, maybe on the Work the World tour, she'll be the host for the night, but she's not a performer. Yeah, I think if she did perform, I would love to see Carrie Colby's take on a burlesque number. Sure. I think that she is the most stunning person that is one of the most stunning girls that's ever stepped foot in the workroom. I think like, that she give and, me and, give me a burlesque performance to Beyonce's hold up. Oh my God. Yes, just like give me something slow and stunning and yeah. absolutely sultry and take your time. And I also yeah. think like if it had been a ballad, we would be in a different situation. I agree. But yeah. Jasmine stays. Carrie's got that sad trombone sound effect because she got chocolate. Carrie, sashay away. All right, let's go through Untucked a little bit. Um, Willow feels good about her part in the girl group, and she is fine being safe. Bosco is disappointed as she wanted to be in the top again, but that's not enough. It has to be excellent. They're going to grab their drinks, and it was a lot for the day. Bosco loved the runway, but thinks it's the most important of her in, most immobile of her runways. She said if she had to lip sync in this look, it would have been an absolute travesty. Yeah. Willow says that she had a very few looks that she can walk in. And Georgia says, you're setting yourself up. And George is also like, please fail in one of your immobile looks. Oh, just, which is also nasty because Georgia, you're over here wearing swimsuits. Right. Like yeah. we know that you're ready to lip sync, which tells us, First of all, that you don't feel confident in what you're wearing. And second of all, that you are not <laughs> you're or not giving us the gownery, please. Or do what Miss Olivia Lux did and do your homework and make everything you wear on that runway a reveal. Bam, 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 green eggs and ham. Absolutely. That uh, yep, 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 yep. Well, Willow wants to know with the reading challenge if there were any reads that anyone was offended by or went too far. Bosco does agree that she is pretty oily and has straw-like hair, so they weren't lying. We're going to get an untucked exclusive 
First, we have Daya's read on Bosco is Bosco, the human personification of a French fry. Greasy. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Then Lady Camden says, Miss Bosco, hey, is literally what your hair is made of. Yep. Finally, Willow's read. I can verify. Mm -hmm. And finally, Willow's read is everyone look at Bosco. This is what happens when you give a horse girl too much Valium. (laughs) Which is so true and also just <laughs> i i envy the creative minds really i do because i i wish that i could come up with that shit on the spot and i sometimes i can sometimes i can't but a horse girl on volume is, is something that i've seen before you and something i never need to did, see again you you think this was on the spot these girls went to their hotel rooms every night and started a read book i mean they should have some of them didn't but I'm sh- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna learn that Ted and Fred are her stepchildren. Her boyfriend has two horses, so she is the horse girl of the season. Bosco says That's she doesn't up. take things personally and notes that Betty did not take too kindly to her read. Georgia says that she's just sensitive and the claws are just coming out of her. What Bosco loves about Daya is you can be a kind person, but you don't always have to be nice. Willow notes that everyone is affected by this competition, and Georgia says that Daya may have the pressure on of going home first and then coming back, which everyone seems to be forgetting. They're not making that a big deal in that workroom, so I almost feel like this was a setup for the audience and not for them, and they all knew. Yeah, I, yep. <laughs> I mean, because yeah. Daya is never mentioned going home first; it's always about being safe. Or living in the shadow of Crystal Method. Never about, oh my God, I got a second chance. I'm in the competition again. Well, and also, I, I so respect the fact that she's not making her whole arc about redemption and right. redeeming herself for being the first girl to go home. Like, it is so refreshing to understand that finally, one of the girls who goes home first, who gets to come back, is actually taking it very seriously and is yeah. a legitimate contender. And it, it feels like, Yeah, it just feels like we're not trying to play that nice anymore. We're not trying to play for the audience's hearts. We're we're trying to actually play the game, even if we did go home first because of one challenge that you weren't particularly strong in. I yeah, I just I appreciate that a lot. Well, they all think that Daya is in the top. Georges is feeling good. She gets to slay another day and notes that Jasmine was struggling and was worried if they were going to be Justice Group that she was going to be in trouble. Well, do they think that Deja's in the bottom two? Bosco says she seemed to do well in the performance as her singing was lovely, but her runway doesn't meet the other things she's worn. Meaning, she thinks this was worse than the other things she's worn this season. Helen Keller. Like, it's serving deaf, dumb, and blind, girl. Yeah. (laughs) Willow does believe Jasmine is in the bottom as her vocals weren't good. They don't know if Camden or Carrie is in the bottom as taking the Supremes role puts a target on your back. But Bosco says that Angie delivered the vocals and bodies to Diana Ross. She goes on to say that the only person she thinks is heads and toes on the scoreboard sheet above everyone, though, is Angie. And Bosco's really the first person to really look at the scoreboard of everyone's placement in this show on the show. No one else ever talks about, like, unless there's badges to prove it. No one really talks about that kind of thing. See... I feel like I would be that person on a season if I'm ever on Drag Race. I would be the person being like, okay, so this queen has two wins from the earlier weeks. So that may mean that she's in decline. But this queen just won twice in the first, like in the first episode and then in the eighth episode, which means that she has longevity and like, 
You would have I'd a spreadsheet in your in your uh, hotel room. Oh yeah, I'd be playing Excel. I would draw out a chart like on a, <laughs> on, a, on you know on my wig cap, and I would be yeah. I'd be running Wall Street. <laughs> well, there are four top spots at the end, but this is all very stressful. George just asks about how they felt about T.S. Madison coming last week. And, oh, girl, that was clearly a producer-prompted question there because why would George just come up with that question? Yeah, no. Bosco <laughs> says it segued into the crying fest. George says that Bosco saying she is non-binary allowed everyone to feel something. Bosco says it was hard time to go through and she's happy to be back in the saddle. She's feeling her equilibrium. Willow says that she goes back and forth between they and her, and sometimes masculine pronouns are okay, but COVID was hard in a similar sense to Bosco. She didn't have Willow to navigate most of it, um, which is interesting because we we saw how many um, drag queens come to life during COVID. D- me. Hi. Yeah. She says so much of it is tied into her body medically as it complicates everything when your health is at stake and you're fucked with your visual perception. She doesn't know where she's at with her body and gender. She's felt a distance to her body due to her illness for a long time, but getting older, she's feeling a new relationship with her body and finding it what she feels connected to. Willow has been so happy being there and that's because she gets to see herself the way she wants to see herself. Look at Untucked making everyone realize who they are. Literally, it's the first time Untucked like hasn't been about if you don't have star quality, then get the fuck out of here. Right. You know, it, it's like the first time that Untucked has actually been legitimately, I don't know, more heartfelt than the actual reality TV. Imagine that. The 60s tops and bottoms come back and there are some feelings. Deja reveals that she's in the top three and there are a lot of shock faces and also a very angry dagger face coming from Jasmine. Uh, she's not happy. Deja says that this was her least impressive look, but they ate it up telling her she showed versatility. This was your least impressive? You're delusional too! Deja's gonna say that she's gonna record an album after this. I'm like, no! No, 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 no. No. Stop it. No. (laughs) Carrie reveals that they found the Rupreme's entertaining, but she was more churchy. She doesn't completely disagree as that is her background. She praised Jesus too much. Mm. Her, her dad was a praise singer and led the church on Sundays. So she can be a church lady when she performs sometimes. Daya says that when that they really liked her this week, she's been waiting for it. She thanks Willow Bosco for helping her as she isn't a strong dancer. Jasmine says that the way she has broken through her safe mode, something has changed. And Jerry says that the bitch was mad. She wasn't going to be safe again. And, and Jerry is like, I, that's the tea. No one else is yep. going to say what I was. Yep. <laughs> Camden, though, thinks she's in the bottom three and was focused on the wrong thing fading into the background. She's hoping she's not lip syncing, but she will prepare herself. But Jasmine says, nah, I'll be the one lip syncing, as they could tell in her eyes that she wasn't having fun and focused on the choreo. Period. She's pissed as, as she puts herself at a high standard of choreo. She really does think it is going to be her and Carrie. Bosco says that with math, Angie is a top. Feels good for her because she has right feet again. Count how many times this bitch says bitch. If you take a drink, you're dead. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, first of all, I love playing that game. How much can I drink before I die? And also... um, Have I I told you my favorite version of that game? Oh. Take a drink if you watch Company anytime they say the name or a form of the name Bobby. You're, oh, dead you're dead before the, the first song is over. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> I did that once. Jesus. Bad idea. Bad, bad, Oh, bad my God. Idea. Yeah. How are you here? Literally, God bless. And I was high, too, so it did not help. The combo was very, <gasps> very bad. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. Well, Carrie goes to utilize the lounge that no one does, along with Jasmine, Deja, and Georges. And Jasmine says that she loves Carrie and hopes she is half the woman Carrie is when she starts her hormones. But Carrie corrects her and says... She'll be all the woman she needs to be. Look at Carrie. So smart. Love. Wisdom. Absolutely. Yeah. She goes on to tell her that she has this confidence and carries herself. And Carrie says she <laughs> just feels the trance Angeria loved that they got to perform, got to a performance challenge and they got a break from acting. Daya says the talent show was not a good week for her. Duh. That's when you fake went home. Uh, yeah. Daya does say that being selfish before this challenge, she knows she needed to stand out. And if people, Jasmine, thought she was being two-faced, <laughs> eh, whatever. Bosco is going to ask her what about that particular read got to her. Daya just says it drives her crazy as she didn't know what she did wrong. I'm that way too. And I don't know what I did wrong. And someone does something to me. I'm like, I'm going to go crazy until I find out the answer. Yeah. I'm yeah, still yeah. waiting. I'm still waiting. It's been a year. <laughs> that's what happens when you get ghosted literally um go find georges i'll call himbo oh please georges says that her claws have been coming out and Zaya says she doesn't care she won't let friendships get in the way of them trying to win this thing if that offends you then it shows that they don't care about the competition i'm glad someone said it i'm glad someone finally said those words yeah it's just, it's just I don't know. Again, I've never done Drag Race. I ha- I have never went to Ubu Javert, but you you I feel like half of the battle is mental. And if you're not ready for Michelle Visage to tell you that you look ugly, and if you're not ready for Rue to be like, you were worse than everybody. Like yeah. it just you, you you have to understand that just because it's on TV doesn't mean that it means any more than your good Judy being like, girl, what are you wearing? You know, like exactly. Yeah. And I, again, I don't understand the pressures of this hope. Maybe one day I will, but I actually was chatting with my mom about this the other day. Cause she was in town and we were talking about like, if I ever auditioned for drag race, what that looks like. And she was like, I wouldn't want you to go unless you feel ready and fortified mentally, as well as physically like prepared. Absolutely. So yeah, I just, I, I hope that everybody's doing well. I hope that everybody has mental health resources after this. Um, during this i know they don't during i I mean i i have preached it before on the podcast all reality shows must give therapy to their contestants following the show and during the show it has to happen it needs to happen yeah it's a must like well we're gonna watch jasmine and carrie lip sync one last time before carrie sashes away she's feeling devastated as she gave everything she had she has a story to share and feels it was too soon to have it taken away as Carrie packs her fabulous garments, she notices the notes and she needs to sit down for those. She's going to get a little mono- emotional and not just because they're long as hell and reading is hard. <laughs> Jasmine still feels bad that she lip synced against her as she wrote in her note. She tells Carrie that she is going to win for Carrie and she is the reason why she could come out. Carrie knows that they had a sisterhood and she is so- shocked to see where drag is going as this is beautiful. Carrie enjoyed the ride and blessed to have the experience. She wouldn't take it back for anything in the world. She opened up what she normally keeps reserved and is glad she has vulnerability and was honest. The fantasy and fantasy may be leaving, but this isn't the end of anything, she says. Damn. 
I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast up. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. What is Carrie's legacy? Being an unabashedly perfect human specimen. Yeah. She is undeniably gorgeous. She's funny. She's talented. She is also, I would say, like, I forget who actually was the first trans female competitor on Drag Race. Um, But I feel as though this is the first time, you know, after um, oh my god, why can't I remember her name? After Kylie Sonique loves historic win on All Stars, this is the first time that a trans woman has walked into the, the room and been taken perfectly and legitimately seriously Absolutely. and it is about goddamn time and Absolutely. i think that carrie has left an impact on all the other queens especially on jasmine and on bosco um and the the conversations about transness and non-binarism and moving forward as a society of drag performers into a world that is not so much about you know, the, the, the explosion of men dressing as women. Like it is sure. so beyond that. And it is so far advanced. And Carrie is just sort of, I think that she's a, a performer that has created a checkpoint for us moving Absolutely. forward. Yeah. I'm, I'm proud to say that she's a part of, you know, the community. I wish I would have met really? her when she was in New York a few weeks ago. But yeah. Next week is the drag con panel will they where they will be talking about menses. Do you think I will find anything useful in the tips they offer in finding my twink charming? Um I, I think that you have you're pretty set in your ways in terms of the people that you're looking for. Um but if you find anything useful, could you pass it along to me Absolutely. in case I don't watch? Great, 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 um, great. And I think based on my notes, my I have um um, two people returning to the podcast who are both in relationships. So that's going to be fun. <laughs> Do, <laughs> are you at liberty to share? Uh, I, I, as, I think it's, I think it is uh, Hanukkah and uh, Marsha returning together. Uh, oh so that's dear God. <laughs> Funny. Perfect. Yeah. So they can really give me the tea and tell me what the hell I'm doing wrong. After eight episodes, the winner of the season is Oh, fuck. I don't know if I could give you a winner. I could probably give you a top four. Okay. I think it's... I think it's Angeria. Bosco. Okay. Camden. Right. And Willow Pill. I will say that I agree with those four potentially winning. Um, it was a weird week for Camden to go from superstar to super blonde, like gone. Um, Willow is kind of stalling at the moment. Bosco's doing well. It's Angeria who keeps on being consistent. I, I don't know. I, I mean, I could see a win with her, but at the same time, I just, I'm not seeing like super duper star out of her, which is scary. I sort of, I'm sort of in it for Willow at this point because I feel like she is giving us such a different interpretation 
yeah. of what this quote should or quote needs to be. And it. And what's fascinating is there are two legacies on this cast, Daya and Willow. Willow is um, part is, 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 is a sibling basically to Evie Oddly, but we're not comparing the two of them, but they are so similar. When it comes to diabetes, it's all about crystal method. And I think that's why Willow is so strong. And if she does win, you won't, you'll still not compare her to Evie Oddly because she is her own drag persona. Yeah. Honestly, you know what? I would love to see Daya lip sync against one of these four because I feel like Daya would be my fifth. It could happen. It could happen. Who knows? Yeah. With I don't so know much how love. This show works anymore. Yeah, literally. With so much love to Jasmine and Georges and Deja. Um, not a chance. They have no chance. Yeah. I again. Let's bring out the ballads and see who stands. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Well, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Ah, uh, I am on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as Plasma LaRose. P L A S M A L A R O S E. Um, and I am on Venmo and Cash App as the very same thing. And I would greatly appreciate it if people paid attention to those as well. And I currently am not, I'm just sort of sticking to Instagram, making content. I'm doing some brunch work, which I find, you know, charitable and hospitable. And I am, I'm actually starting to work on my sister's Lady Liberty finale package. Her name is Miss Black Cherry. And she is a member of the legendary up and coming house of La Rose in New York. And she is going to be in the Lady Liberty finale at the queue on March 31st. So please come out and support Miss Black Cherry. You will see me there, hopefully in drag um, to support her. She's one of my oldest friends. We went to college together. She's a superstar and I'm obsessed with her. Um, so that's what I'm working on right now. I'm, be- I'm trying to be a good sister. I'm trying to rhinestone things for other people. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. Well, this was so much fun chatting with you. We'll, I'm sure we'll get to do it again at least 50 times this year because it's only February. Well, it's March now and we have only two seasons done and 30,000 to go. Literally, we. <laughs> I have, there are more seasons of Drag Race than there are skin cells on my body. Like yeah. it is astronomical and embarrassing, yeah. but yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. Of course, of course. I'll come back anytime. You're the best. A huge thanks to Plasma for coming on. Subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.